Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Aesthetic podcast. We haven't, uh, yeah, the last episode I did was a solo, so we haven't chatted on the podcast in a while. Yes, very true. Alexis's computer broke. It's broken. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so really the reason why um, I was on a solo now, I know, it was not my Mm Wi-Fi. It was my computer because she was dying slowly um, and then she died. Um, So yeah, but I will most likely, if everything goes well, I will actually be getting... um, Things have worked out pretty well where the people that I go to when my computer dies, which I really like them, shout out Wires Computing in Burlington, Vermont. Um, <laughs> Wires is about to blow up. <laughs> yep. If you're, if you're looking in Burlington, Vermont, go there. Um, but they just happen to have the exact same model of my computer, um, like one just sitting there. And so they were like, okay, well, we can like fix your computer for a certain amount of money. Or if you want to spend $50 more, we'll give you this other computer. It's like deal or no been, deal. It's yeah, like has been, has been like very lightly used I love um, it. compared to your like super old computer. I was like, all right. I would love to discuss the way that like, I don't think any like boomers will ever understand the panic that ensues when your computer breaks. Like oh, it is yeah. like, like, especially for us, but like for any person our age, like it's like huh? Or like if your phone breaks, I'm like, I can't function, which is really bad, but yeah, it's really, really upsetting when you realize how much your life depends on like a box of like, just like data and like, I know, I don't know, computer stuff, but truly what was the most upsetting was that I have, um, basically my entrepreneurship class this quarter. Um, I'm basically just doing like pre-research for my thesis Mm -hmm. um and my thesis will be this summer and then like in the spring so basically I'm doing like research and then in the spring I will be doing like putting all of my research together and then like presenting to the board and then in the summer I'll be doing like the finalization of that um Mm -hmm. but I was working on that and had just barely finished a presentation that was due that night at midnight and then my computer died. Did not save it. Um, and yeah, so I was just like, all right. It was like probably 6 I'm going to die. Was, yeah, thankfully it was I would have started so bawling, crying, and called everyone I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been horrible. The thing is, like, this has happened before where, like, my computer just randomly died. Except last time, it was, like, two days before I started my job at eSmarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was, like, less dire. And I think because it had happened before, I was just like... Okay, Austin, is your computer available? And I just like quickly put all of my presentation back together. Big, big tip. Do everything on something. It no matter like if you if you can do it on something that is like accessible from someone else's computer, always do that. There was some things, some parts of it that I had to do again, but thankfully my whole presentation was on Canva. Um all of my research was on Google Docs. I was mm-hmm. able to just like log into things and just like yeah. put the pieces back together. My toxic um, trait is using Microsoft Word. I stay um, using Microsoft Word. It's really bad. I need yeah. to just transition to Google Docs. Anyway. Yeah, just use Google Docs. Anyways. Um, well, for anybody who's like, okay, awesome. What it, what, <laughs> what's the episode about? We don't about? care. <laughs> so today we had Emily Henniger on. She is the owner of Cookie in the Kitchen. If you've seen 
which I'm sure you have, um, the Harry Styles love on tour cookies that a girl on TikTok made for Harry Styles. That was her. That was her. Um, mm-hmm. she's made cookies for a lot of big artists. So that's kind of where her TikTok fame came, but there is much more to her than the Harry Styles cookie. Yes. I we would. love her for many things. We love her for Harry so Styles. much more than the Harry Styles cookie. <laughs> I was like, so like, I didn't want to just be like, what is the Harry Styles cookies? Cause I'm sure she's like, <laughs> so she's like, tired shut up about- she's like please hush I don't even give a shit um <laughs> anyway so we just we she started her business when she was 11 um and that should be enough reason for you to want to listen because she clearly has more knowledge than me and Alexis have um so <laughs> but she's just a lovely person and we had she's such a so great insightful. time I feel like she has so her. many amazing things to say she yeah. really did and I asked her before we started recording um so she you guys will hear she goes to college in Nashville, but I'm going to a concert in Nashville. I'm going to see Casey Musgraves. Um, and I was like, are you making cookies for this? Cause I'll be there. She was like, I might. I was like, like, I don't know. <laughs> that is so amazing. So fun. Um, but in other Casey Musgraves news, I had an outfit crisis today. You guys, oh my God. I ordered this two piece set from nasty gal. I got a full picture. Um, I ordered this two-piece set from nasty gal for the concert and it was like a satin top. To be fair. I really thought it would like work well so it was a satin top and some satin pants a matching set um so it comes in i'm so excited i try it on and this (laughs) this is what we're this is what it's serving the the crotch of the pants like the location from the crotch it went to like directly under my boobs like it took up my whole stomach and they also didn't fit and they were like a foot too long still when they're pulled up to like really, my boobs. like your boobs yeah like literally the top of my torso they couldn't have been pulled up any further and that was the length of the crotch and then they were still a foot too long so then I had a crisis and I was like oh no anyway I landed on an outfit it's super cute you guys will have to stay tuned to see it it's very cute and it's very like Yes, I'm, I'm very such a cool girl. It. Like I'm so like just like a casual core girl. I'm like, just like really like, cool and like I I'm a Nashville native. I um, barely put any effort in, but I like look crazy good right now. <laughs> Literally, but these pants, I'm looking at them right now. I'm like, what the hell? Anyway, um, if for you, those of you who aren't watching the YouTube, if I remember, I'll put the picture that I just showed y'all on the story. It's hideous. Um, but if not, you need to go watch the YouTube to see it. It's oh my god. I, I said that picture to everyone. I was like, look at this. And they were like, <laughs> and Alexis sent me a zoomed in picture of my face. I was like. Anyway, she's, um, she's not, she's not happy with the, yeah. So that's just on the national tangent, but I guess we should go ahead and get into the episode. Cause there's a lot of great content and don't, <laughs> why do I look like a man? No, I was so mad. I was, so, cause I, I was so excited about the pants and, the, and then I was thinking like, oh, I can wear the pants like other times too. No girl. And then I have to pay. <laughs> five dollars to ship them back i don't know five dollars to ship them back nasty gal like their shit is cheap but like they are not they're not helping you out at all anyway they're not friendly i think we should get into it what do you think yes i very much agree amazing well enjoy our chat with emily hi emily thank you so much for coming onto the podcast Absolutely. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We are so, so excited. So um, for anybody who's listening, who, of course, we explained everything in the intro about who you are, but why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do um, for anybody who may not know. 
Absolutely. So my name is Emily Henniker. I am I am 22. I go to Belmont University um, in Nashville, Tennessee. I am the owner of Cookie in the Kitchen. So I create designer uh, decorated cookies, and I've been doing that since I was 11. And I'm in school studying entrepreneurship and graphic design. So cool. I love that so much. So you already said that you um, you started your business when you were 11, and we did research so that was 11 years ago <laughs> correct <laughs> we did yes. math we did some math yes <laughs> um so tell us a little bit more about that like kind of passion that led you to start that business and how you were able to do that at such a young age yeah absolutely I so when I first started it was not anything crazy I mean as you're an 11 year old you're not like okay come on college is coming up quick I really need to decide like what my life's plan is going to be no it's yeah. more like I don't know this sounds fun today maybe I'll do it tomorrow mm-hmm. um, and I have an older sister and she had this little like clay figurine business where she would sell them on Etsy and I was like well that's really cool like she has a debit card I don't know I want one of those <laughs> and um and we just would make cookies a lot with our family um just with like movie nights or whatever and I was like mm-hmm. why are we like buying pre-made cookie dough from Kroger when like I could have fun just making them myself so mm-hmm. I always kind of love cookies of a big sweet tooth um and so then it was like I don't know I like baking I could start a business that doesn't sound that difficult like what the hell um <laughs> and my parents are very supportive and um I am in kind of an entrepreneurial space in my family uh my dad is a pastor and planted um we planted our own church when I was younger and my grandparents were entrepreneurs so um it wasn't like that much of a shock to them or something that they were trying to dissuade for me they're like right. yeah sure you can bake in this part of our kitchen so yeah um my mom actually has celiac disease she's like highly allergic to gluten um mm-hmm. so that was surprisingly not something that she like, she wasn't like, Hey, maybe don't do that. Since I am allergic to this. She was just like, you can bake in this part of our kitchen and like, keep just like, make sure you keep it all clean. Exactly. Um, and that's just where it started. I like the anniversary date was that I consider is, um, I like made a bunch of sample cookies and then just walked around my neighborhood with a big tray and like went door to door and was like, Hey, here's a free cookie and a business card. And like, if you want to sign up for more orders, and also like, imagine like an 11 year old in your neighborhood, just like coming up, like, I mean, that's pretty cute. Right. Yeah. yeah totally and, cute. <laughs> um, so I went down one street and got 19 dozen orders. And my mom was like, Holy crap. Like that's 19 times 12. Like right. you need to stop. Like we can't go any further. <laughs> we got to pack it up. just kind of, <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's kind of what jump started it. So I would just sell to my neighbors and church friends and family friends, sometimes at school and um, would just do it for fun. I just liked baking and piddling in the kitchen. Um, and then it just really grew from there. So I can, that's kind of the, the initial part of it though. I love, I love, I love like the lack of like, it's not a lack of inhibition, but it kind of is like, whenever you're 11, you're not like, is this a smart financial decision? Like, am I like <laughs> risking it all? So I feel like that yeah. was probably a good thing, honestly, that you were able to like start mm-hmm. so young and kind of not worry about, like you said, like literally totally. what, you're in elementary school, like you are yes. so far from any sort of like huge concern. So I feel like that probably let you like yeah. do a lot more than you would have, if you would have started it later, which is awesome. Um, yes. but on that same vein, having a business at 11, I'm sure a lot of people 
ask you like, why did you go to college? And people maybe think that it's mm-hmm. not a necessity, which it's not a necessity for anybody, but especially if you already kind of have that set out. So why did you decide right. to go to college? And then kind of, how did you decide to go to Belmont and then study entrepreneurship? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that definitely is for sure. It, you don't need a degree to open a bakery. And that's always mm-hmm. been my dream. I mean, it, when I first started, it was just like, Oh, yeah, like that'd be fun. Like to open a bakery <laughs> and, um, live in Paris or something. And then yeah. as it kind of went on, I was like, okay, maybe not Paris, but also like, I still kind of like this idea of having a bakery and I would go into mm-hmm. coffee shops and be like, oh my gosh, one day, like mm-hmm. I'm going to have a space for myself. And, um, as my business grew with me, I always kind of have my hands in different creative projects, but like, I can literally go through every single year since sixth grade and name like what creative project I was into for that year and that year mm-hmm. alone. And like next year mm-hmm. was totally something else. Yeah. But like cookies was always the one that stuck around and also like developed. It wasn't, wasn't ever the same thing either. So yeah. when I first started, like I was doing just random, it was more about baking. Um, so it'd be like drop cookies, like chocolate chip or peanut butter, mm-hmm. or just cupcakes or whatever random thing I'd want to try. And then as I got into middle school, I started getting more orders from people that I didn't know that just like found me off Google and sugar cookies became more of this thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll make more of those. Like they're fun. And then kind of the end of high school or sorry, end of middle school, beginning of high school, I was like, okay, like I'm not really getting any orders for like regular cookies anymore. And I don't really care. Like I really love this decorating. Like this mm-hmm. is really my thing. Like this is fun. There's this artistry to it. Um, and then again, like my orders were just increasing. People were like that. I think that around the time was when people were starting to get more businesses were getting on Instagram and more artists. Totally. And, yep. um, and so then it became more of like this thing and oops, sorry. Um, and so then in high school, it was like, okay, like I really love doing this. And not only that, but like, whoa, it's been five years that I've done this and I'm still doing it. And like, right. now people are like, yeah. And now people like in my high school are like, oh yeah, like, are you the cookie girl? Like, did you do this <laughs> or whatever? Um, and, uh, and so I, I liked that it was fun. Um, and something, again, I kept finding new things that I was interested in mm-hmm. um, and just kept going from there. So my like junior and senior year, when I was thinking about school, school, I was like, yeah, like, I totally still want to do this. This is definitely still a passion of mine. And I really still feel called to like, look into what it would be like to run a bakery I interned at a few places. And it was still really mm-hmm. like, okay, I like this. And, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of like, even the, I worked at this one bakery that, um, had, like a professional pastry chef and they're like, don't go to pastry school. Like, do not spend <laughs> your money on that. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. Um, like it, I mean, no shame to it if you've gone to pastry school or thinking about it, but, um, for me, it was never, I was never that like, Oh, like I want to learn how to make croissants or mm-hmm. I want right. to do pastries or like, I want to right. be great. You're, on... you're not trying to work at like a five-star, like exactly. <laughs> pastry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I already know what I like and what I'm good at in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. obviously my skill can increase, but it's not something that I really feel like I could learn in school. And then these professionals were like telling me like, yeah, I don't do that. Like just go to business school so that you can actually mm-hmm. learn like how to run the business. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so, um, I remember talking to a family friend that had a photography business and they're like, so yeah, running a business is 80% business and 20% creative. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> me like this very creative person. I'm like, oh yeah. shit, what yeah. does that mean for me? Um, but I kind of spoiler alert, what I learned throughout my time in school is that like what they meant by that is that's like basically like what you're spending your time on. So like 80% mm-hmm. of that yeah. is like running the business and everything that that entails from 
marketing and management and pricing and website design and social media and like all of the things that go into it. And then like the 20% is like you actually doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of learned like, Oh, like actually running a business is hundred percent creative. It's not yeah. just 20%. Right. Um, but I didn't really know that at first. So I was kind of like, okay, maybe I could go to school for graphic design and then minor in entrepreneurship. Um, mm-hmm. if I really like, felt like being in a business major would be really frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I was looking at when I was touring schools, um, both of those like majors. And I found Belmont my junior year because my sister had applied and it was just like an immediate, like all, it checks all of the boxes, all the ones that I like, didn't even know that I had. Yeah. And they happen to have a great entrepreneurship program. And so I was like, why would I minor in this? If this is going to be my whole life, Um, Mm -hmm. And I had taken some graphic design classes in high school. So I knew that I liked that. Um, But I was never like, I don't really consider myself like a, right, exactly. Like I don't consider myself a traditional artist in the sense of like drawing and painting and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Like that just doesn't come as naturally to me. Um, But graphic design, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Um, But I never was like, I want to be a freelance graphic designer or working in a firm. It was still Mm -hmm. always like brought it back to cookies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, yeah. So then I, when I found Bella, I was just like sick. It checks all these boxes, makes total sense. Um, and I'll just kind of see what this is like. And I mean, my parents said at one point, they're like, haha, yeah, we could give you the money we'd spend on college for you to open a bakery and you'd like, wouldn't have fine. to go to college. Mm-hmm, right. right. And I was like, don't tell me that you're supposed to encourage me to like get an education. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. But it was never really anything that I considered seriously because I knew I was like, I know I had this passion for wanting to open a bakery, but like, mm-hmm. how the hell do you run a bakery? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> like what right, yeah. goes into that? And at the time with my business, like I was doing enough on the business side to make it, but I still didn't, I, I liked it. I didn't dislike it, but I just didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah, um, right. So that was another draw is to be like, okay, let me have like a bigger picture grasp of this. Let me really just learn what it will entail to run a bakery. And if I like that, if I'm well-suited for it. Right. And that's, I feel like that, like in entrepreneurship, like you can be like the most talented creative person, but like, if you don't have that Mm -hmm. strong grasp on, or it's not even really strong, but like, if you don't have a grasp on the business side of it, there's a good chance that it's fall apart. It's it's just totally. Mm -hmm. Um, but Mm -hmm. so from what you've said, and also if anyone spent five seconds looking at your social media, um, <laughs> they'd be able to tell that you kind of bring a bunch of different passions into mm-hmm. your cookies and into your pages. Um, so talk about that journey of kind of combining the love of like artwork, as you said, also music mm-hmm. um, and baking all into one. Absolutely. That definitely really came about in high school, kind of seeing all of those things converge. Um, I love just kind of seeing the way different things connect. And um, when I started, like when I took a graphic design class and I think it was my sophomore year of high school, I was like, wait a second, I'm basically just doing graphic design on a cookie. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's literally it. Like I can yep. copy these same things. And then again, at the same time with this kind of resurgence of, of this artistry with sugar cookies that a lot of people were picking up on, especially on Instagram, I, um, I was like, oh, it's, you know, you're literally breaking away from these cookie cutter shapes. And I was like yeah. cutting out different shapes that I'd printed that I designed an illustrator or whatever. And um, so then at that time, that was kind of, that was helpful for me in terms of like planning designs and whatnot. And, but then 
um, I also started getting really into music and I'm not a musician. I will never claim that, but I love going to concerts. I mm-hmm. love following bands and learning more about their story and just kind of diving into who they are. And um, I started going to tons of concerts and I was like, wait a second, if I can put anything on a cookie, why don't I just put an album cover? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then I, my, the first concert I made cookies for was for a wonder. Um, they played in Atlanta and they're, first album cover is literally it's just like black and white super simple mm-hmm. and I was like oh my gosh I can like I can it just looks like a cookie mm-hmm. um and so I made them a little set of cookies I like they weren't even dry yet I like, put them in a bag <laughs> in my purse because I like didn't know how to take them in or like it was and it was one of the first concerts that I had been to so I didn't really know like how would I even get them right. to these people yeah, right. I don't know um so I managed to just like pass them off to someone and was like, Hey, I have these cookies, please take them. And I maybe wrote a note or had my business card somewhere or something. Um, and then the next morning they like tagged me in an Instagram post and they're like, we got these beautiful cookies from cookie in the kitchen. And I was like, Holy crap. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> my Wait a second. <laughs> I just did something and I need to do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from then it just started this like domino effect of like, okay, anytime I'm going to go to a concert, why don't I just bring cookies with me? Mm-hmm. Um, and from then it, uh, I would, you know, go to a lot of the same venues. I got really close to Michael, the security guard at the tabernacle in Atlanta. <laughs> um, he would yeah. pick me up sometimes. Um, so I, I literally, I never emailed anybody beforehand. I just showed up with a box of cookies. Sometimes I'd wait in line and try to bring them into the venue. And mm-hmm. other times I would keep them in my car and just wait after and see if they'd come out. Um, and I had like a pretty high success rate of either getting to meet the band or then posting about it. Um, and every, every time I was, I'm just like, how is this my life? Like, yeah. this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think my favorite interactions, I even wrote my essay for Belmont um, when I applied on making cookies for the head and the heart. And the most fun thing about it isn't like, oh my gosh, this big band just like posted me on Instagram. That's so fun. Um, but it's like, if I ever got to interact with them, like we weren't interacting as like, oh, I'm this fan and you're this celebrity. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I'm this artist and you're this artist and we're awesome. getting con- to connect over our shared art. And what I always aim to do with my cookies is I want people to feel seen and celebrated. And so mm-hmm. a lot of how I do that with my um, cookies for bands in particular is I do a ton of research. And so I'll find designs that are really meaningful to them. And mm-hmm. For example, with the head and the heart, I found like the logo of the pub that they were formed in like a decade yeah. ago and put that on a cookie. And they were talking to me and they're like, how did, like, what? Like you put this on a cookie? Like, how did you know about that? You know, like mm-hmm. maybe they're like best-selling album or something. It's like, sure, yeah. of course you'll put that one. But exactly. those designs, they're, they're just like shocked. Um, More meaningful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that was really when it, it was like, okay, it's not just this art form. It's not just like this way to, I don't know, get profit or profit. Exactly. But like, this is this really meaningful way to like celebrate people and their art and their creativity and who they are. And throughout my, the rest of my time at Belmont making cookies for many different events and for people, that's always been what I've found to be the heart of what I want to do. I love that. And for anybody who's listening and you're like, is this? Yes, it is the Harry Styles. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't mentioned it yet, which I'm sure that's usually the first thing people ask you about. But yeah, it's the Harry Styles. That's how I found you on TikTok because I was like, 
I mean, I'm on Harry Styles TikTok like hard. Um, yes. Anyway, yeah, that, <laughs> that is you. <laughs> but yes, it's not, that like, is me. Yeah. Such so so many artists, and I love what you said about like connecting with them because I do think like yeah, it's really unique to be able to not necessarily like offer them something, but it's like your, your creativity that you're kind of like meeting with their creativity, which I just Mm -hmm. think is so awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a gift. Exactly. Yeah. And I think combining your passions like that in such an organic way is really awesome and is makes sense why it led to success rather than you being like, I'm going to make these cookies and they're going to make me famous. (laughs) Like, you know, it's not like you were like, I'm doing this because I know it'll lead to like fame or success. Like you were genuinely just like, I love this artist. I'm going to this concert. Let me just make some cookies. Exactly. I think also, I think also going into that, like with the artist, but also just on TikTok, I feel mm-hmm. like yours a lot of your success on TikTok is that you come across as so gen like genuine. And like well, when you have those like voiceovers where you're talking about mm-hmm. it, you can tell that you really like the person that you're mm-hmm. doing artwork mm-hmm. of on a cookie. It's not just like, oh what like Katie said, like I'm not I'm right. not just doing this to like for the views. Like it's yeah. obvious that you <laughs> totally. actually listen to this person, <laughs> right. which I yeah. think is important. And like so, you were telling yeah. us before, like, I'm sure you've turned down plenty of really big people because you yeah. don't have time. Like it's not, um, right. It's not like you're just chasing that, that bank. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I mean, with anybody, even if I don't know them very well, I mean, even Harry Styles, like before I did that, I would, wouldn't have considered myself like a Harry Styles fan. Like, sure. I've listened to fine line a couple of times, yeah. whatever. And then you figured out everything but, about him and saw every outfit. He yes. <laughs> so oh, exactly. I went through like 2000 comment suggestions of different ideas of yeah. you know, random inside jokes and stuff. Such. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, I mean, when I spend like hours upon hours doing research for someone like it's hard to not like right. see them as a person and yeah. to want to like right. know more about them exactly. and and I even if I don't necessarily listen to them like it's still I, I mean I'm spending like 16 hours making it maybe or more probably well for the Harry Styles it was a lot more but um <laughs> yeah it was way more than that um mm-hmm. but very many hours, nonetheless, like laboring over teeny tiny details of something. I mean, like, I'm like, I know exactly where like this letter falls into place on your album. Like, I don't think you even know, you know, like just all of those tiny details. And it's, you can't do that without having some like admiration for someone of wanting to like see them pass just to, you know, they present as, even if it's just like this big artist. And like you said earlier, like, it's a gift. I never, I mean, I made cookies for like, I think it was either, it was maybe 35 people, again, hours upon hours of time on these just for mm-hmm. fun. No one ever mm-hmm. asked, pay me for them. I never asked anyone. I was like, sure, that'd be nice. And then I, I did eventually start getting paid for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, it, it was just like a gift of love of like, hey, I hear like you are this artist that has gifted us this beautiful yeah. art and creation into the world. Like I want to do something to like, be able to honor you in a way that's more, again, that's just meaningful. That's not yeah. like right. trying to use you for clout, but like, I'm actually Absolutely. trying to like celebrate Connect you. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like I said, I think if that, like that clearly comes across and if it didn't like people, kn- people can sniff out like totally. a, a fraud, like, especially oh, yeah. people who have people coming at them all day, every day, like these big yes. artists. So, right. you know, and that's not something you can fake. So props. Yeah, to that. totally. Um, Thanks. Okay. So we know all too well that, um, as a business owner, like having hobbies that aren't monetized is very important. Yeah. Um, And, you know, doing things like just for yourself. yourself. Um, so what are some of your hobbies that you keep kind of separate from your business and 
because mm-hmm. you know, you're taking your passion of music into there, like into your business. So what are some that you've kept separate? Um, and like, sort of, why did you decide not to be like, I'm going to take every single thing I love yeah. and make cookies about all of them, you know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, that's huge. Um, I think, yeah, I'm, oh man, there's so many different ones. Again, I just filter through a lot of different creative hobbies. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think one thing, I mean, with any kind of creative thing, I feel like I've always had someone that's been like, oh my gosh, you should totally sell this. And I'm like, guys, yes. <laughs> I already have a business where I'm selling what <laughs> I can't. Like, like I can't, I, you know. exactly. Like I don't have the capacity to, and also like, I don't want to spread myself that thin. Like I've already right. both logistically with my time, but also my business. I don't want my business to like, or, like have like five different businesses that I'm yeah, running. It gets and confusing. Like, what is yeah. she even doing? And they're exactly. selling here. Um, but I would say, um, I'm a big bullet journaler. I actually have mm-hmm. my, my bullet journal with me. Here she is. This is number Cute. four. I think we've oh got a gosh. little I, frog. <laughs> I wish I had the consistency. I bullet journaled for yeah. like two, uh, probably two weeks. <laughs> then yes. I was like, it's hard yeah. to stay consistent. <laughs> oh, it totally is. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I probably would have fallen off of it if it isn't how I keep track of everything. Um, and it's also kind of similar, like graphic design oriented. Totally. So yeah. I can really hang yeah. with that. Um, I write poems. Um, I didn't start writing poems that. until college, um, mm-hmm. just kind of happened. Definitely like a way for me to process what I'm feeling. Um, I, um, I love fashion too and thrifting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but again, none of those, I'm not like, the only thing that I've come close to doing is like, should I make a TikTok about this? And then I'm like, yeah, uh, maybe not. I don't really want to spend two and a half hours. I feel like the risk gets like with TikTok, the risk is like, if you post something and then it like randomly blows up and then you're like, "Uh uh-oh. (laughs) exactly yes yeah. totally yeah, I know yeah. like thank god it was the Harry Styles cookies that blew up because right. I'm like yes I will be doing things like this again um, <laughs> thank you guys so much like, yeah. I love that yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I totally. I feel like I toured Belmont um and I mm-hmm. loved Belmont it was it was yeah. a beautiful place but um I felt like I was not artsy enough and as it turns out <laughs> I was but at the time I wanted yes. to be a teacher Anyway, yeah. um, Belmont's such a creative place. Everybody there yeah. is like, literally, I'm like, yes. y'all, are, how come y'all are also talented? Anyway, I feel like that's a good <laughs> place to foster creativity. If any of you are listening, oh, and need school recommendations. Yes. Oh, a thousand percent. I would yeah. recommend Belmont to any single person. I'm also, are like, I'm on the, helped with orientation. Oh, um, me too, girl. So my school. I can and be a little perky orientation leader sometimes. Yes. Um, yeah. You're like, oh, it's my it. job to convince you that the school is the best place on earth. Yeah. So let me just like go into it. Yeah. Yes. Um, but no, I mean, definitely, I don't think I would be the same person if I wasn't at Belmont. And I think one of, I mean, one is just like being surrounded by so many other creatives. Like, again, it just fosters that creativity. Absolutely. Um, but also it, the thing that people don't tell you about being in an environment with a lot of creative people is that is like, oh crap, now I'm not the only creative one. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like if you go to Harvard and you're really smart, like you're like, right. Wait, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. telling me all y'all are this smart too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, and s- oh, go ahead. sorry. You got it. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, yes. But I, yeah, I mean, Thankfully, there weren't any other cookie girls at my school that right. I would have maybe felt a little bit threatened. Um, but I do think there are still like people that have very similar interests to me. And mm-hmm. um, I remember even like 
I think the beginning of freshman year, I was like realizing this, like, oh shoot, I'm not going to be the only creative one here. Duh. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And but then I was like, wait, but that just means like, I can just understand like more of who I am and what creative creativity I have and unique abilities that I can bring to the table. Absolutely. And, and right. not just like live into just like, oh, well, I'm the only cookie girl or I'm really good at this and I'm better mm-hmm. than these people or whatever, but just be like, yep this is just how I made and there's beauty in that no matter what it looks like compared to other people. Um, so I think I'm very grateful that while that I was able to kind of recognize, recognize that before going to school and not having to like have a huge reality check for it, but it's like, right. Oh, this just makes sense. And then I can celebrate and highlight other people that are also doing cool shit and Absolutely. not feel threatened yeah, by that. Definitely. Yeah. I think no, that's awesome. I think that I th- I think you brought up such a good point that like I had never even thought about in myself that like mm-hmm. it, when I was in high school, I was totally like the art girl and like yeah. people would see me walking through the high school lobby with like weird big sculptures <laughs> twice yes, my size, yes. like whatever. Okay. And I think that I totally had that like unintentionally had that swelled head of like, I'm the art girl. And mm-hmm. then I went to college and like my first program was like an art centered program. And then now I'm in SCAD yeah. and like, yeah, I'm like, oh, so like I'm a small fish in like a very yeah. big sea right now. And I think that there's like definitely an importance in that and being able to learn to like, you know, work with other creatives and also like mm-hmm. collaborate and have um, kind of an appreciation of like, you might be better at this one thing and I'm better at this one Absolutely. thing, but we both mm-hmm. fit well together and like there's totally. space for both of us. Yeah. So it's yeah. a hard lesson. I was social media girl in college. And then I like went out to the real world. I was like, <laughs> like my whole program is a social media yeah. program. I was like, y'all know how to work this too. <laughs> Nobody in my school knew how to work this. Like, yes. Anyway, absolutely. It's, like, it's, it's just a reality check and it's good. And I, I mm-hmm. like what you said, Alexis, about collaborating with other creatives. Cause yeah. we're all about um, collaboration over competition on the podcast. Totally. We talk about it all the time, but yeah. especially in the creative space, I think it can get a little people can get a little like Feisty. nasty um, oh, if you, yeah, don't, if for you sure. don't work on that early. So love that. Um, so we've talked yeah. about these, uh, like your values kind of sprinkled in, um, but you clearly have very strong personal values. Um, so how do those play in a play a role in how you run your business and how you've grown your business as well as I know, like with wanting to open the bakery, I scrolled all the way down mm-hmm. on your about page of your website. <laughs> I said, this Hello. is what I need. Um, yes. but kind of in the future, how do you think, or how do you plan for all of that to affect how you continue to run your business? That was kind of a long question. Yeah, no, that's good. I I'm going to hang with it. Um, (laughs) oh man, there's so much there. I think the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that like, you do get to bring those personal values to the table Absolutely. and, um, it, it's always, I mean, it is a hard line to walk as you grow in popularity or Mm -hmm. like, people recognize you more, you just grow your business more, there are more employees or whatever. Um, but I think that you at least get to set that tone. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things, a lot of values that I bring in. I think the biggest one that comes to mind for me, mainly because I have it tattooed on my arm is, <laughs> um, open hands. And that's mm-hmm. something that I live out a lot, um, and try to remind myself of on a daily basis. And, um, a lot of what that means for me, I mean, there's a number of things, but it's just kind of like, it's a very, it's a position of surrendering, like holding things out. Um, but it's also a position of like receiving, like you can Mm -hmm. receive with open hands and release with open hands. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I felt that way a lot with my business, um, 
and that like I'm receiving all of like these wonderful opportunities and these great customers and just a, a passion and a calling that like I feel so delighted to get to have um mm-hmm. but like I, I don't want that to all be like self-serving on myself I mean I've had to like right. I've thought about that a ton especially with TikTok growing where I'm like, okay, I don't want this to like speak to my identity as a person Mm -hmm. or for it to be like this self-serving thing, but to look outward and, and back to the like community and not competition. I mean, at my very best, the best thing that I can do is recreate other people's art. (laughs) Like all of the art, especially like with any artist, like that is the only thing I'm doing. Like, I mean, granted, sure. Maybe I'll make some, some designs and I'll do some work there, but like mm-hmm. the most meaningful thing I'm doing is just recreating something else. I'm sorry, Rue. Are you okay? <laughs> she just like arose She's from upset. her nap and <laughs> barked for probably the <laughs> fifth time she has in the months that I've had her. Anyway, oh she's back gosh. asleep now. So sorry. She <laughs> No, you're so good. You're yeah. back to death. Jeez. She's like, absolutely um, no competition she, here. She's <laughs> like, uh, preach, girl. She's like, <laughs> um, yeah, community over competition. Um, yeah. But yeah, so obviously we have, you know, plans for the bakery moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And in your plans for that, and like along with your values and everything, you're eventually Mm going to have to not be a one woman operation and you'll have to bring in a team and everything. (laughs) Um, So what are kind of like the most important things for you when you're at, like when you're going to be at that point, like what are you going to be looking for in a team? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all big questions. Um, I think a lot of the <laughs> work, like 10 years in the future, I know, we're like, no, I love it. <laughs> no, it's great. I what, is, very, like, what are your values for life? <laughs> yeah. Where do you have to be in 50 years? Um, exactly. Yeah. No, I am like pr- fairly future-minded and mm-hmm. I mean, not all the time, but I, I'm not scared of those questions. Um, right. but it is something that like, I, I've done, a, you know, conceptual work in my classes thinking about like, what are my, what do I want my company culture to be like, but I've mm-hmm. never actually done it the closest I've come to hiring any employee is like hiring my sister in mm-hmm. middle school. And then I'm like, what, why do I have to pay you? Like, I'd rather just like spend an, <laughs> which is yeah. definitely not, not my mentality for hiring at this point. Definitely. Yeah. Please mm-hmm. pay your people fairly. <laughs> but it was my sister. Right. And I was like, mm, I could either pay you $10 or I could lose an hour of sleep. So I think I'm going to pick the latter. Yeah. Um, no. Um, but I, yeah, I think a big part, um, kind of back to like that early mentality that I had when I was younger, just starting a business and being like, what the heck, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that my, my mom would always repeat that I would say is just like, well, that was a fail moving on. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> as an entrepreneur and a creative, like there are always just going to be things that like, just don't come out right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. or don't work the way that you think that they will. Um, and as uh, an employer, eventually, like there are going to be many, many moments, not just of that being you of it, of that happening to you, but of your employees messing up and making yep. mistakes or not doing things yep. right. And yeah. we're just not knowing um, or just failing in any number of ways. And yeah like you cannot have creativity without making mistakes Absolutely. and you cannot have like have a culture and a community that enables you to make mistakes without like having grace for that and Mm -hmm. an acknowledgement of like, it's going to happen. And it's, that's, it's okay. And it's honestly like necessary and it's wanted here. Um, and so I think that space of like vulnerability of, and I think that's something that I definitely carry into my business currently where I'm like, 
I'm just super upfront with people and very yeah. honest. And I'm like, Hey, I screwed up on this thing. And I totally messed up on this timing. And this like made, you know, I ran late on an order and now I have to push the pickup date or something. I had to mm-hmm. do that so many times in high school. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, high um, school's crazy. I can't even yeah. imagine trying to do that in high school. You're in school for like yeah, eight hours no, a day. It's craziness. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but, or like, I've started to do content creation more and I have mm-hmm. absolutely no idea how to do the pricing for it. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know what this industry looks like really. I mean, even yeah. the pricing for my like artist cookies, I'm still like, I have no clue. So whenever I talk to people about it, especially, I mean, mainly like, not just like a one line email, but if I have like a relationship with them, I'll be like, help me figure this out. Cause like, I have no <laughs> what idea. Is your budget? <laughs> yeah. Literally. Um, yeah. And I think that's as creatives to like, everyone's flying off the handle. Nobody knows absolutely. what art is worth and how to charge it or no. whatever. So um, mm-hmm. I think all of those things together is just like, yeah, just like be honest and upfront with people and vulnerable and willing to like receive input from other people. Because um, I think I've loved that I've been able to run this business by myself for so long. And it has so much of myself ingrained into it, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. more than I can even name or know. Definitely. But when I think about my bakery, I mean, I think of it being so much more outside of myself. Like yeah. it's not, right. I, it is impossible for it to function with only me, yeah. like right. cooking in the kitchen. If I wanted to, for the rest of my life, I could just do cookies by myself and just take enough orders and turn away all the others just to sit in my kitchen and make cookies. Right. But I don't want to do that, not only because I would get really bored (laughs) and probably burnt out, um, but also because like, where, like, where are, where's the community in that? And voices that are going to like make it more than the sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. So when I envision my bakery, I mean, I want to still want to do cookies um, and have that be a focus and still do custom orders, but I love to bring in other things like coffee and other bakery items. And at this point in time, like I consider myself to be more of an entrepreneur than I do consider myself to be a baker. Mm -hmm. And like, I would love to hire someone that like totally is like killing it and recipe development and has fun with flavors and all these things where I'm like, I could learn that if I wanted to, but like, I know what my (laughs) real questions are and I don't have time. Um, so I think all of those are the the values that I hope to bring out. And then, I mean, the, the biggest value in my business, as I've said before, is celebration and yeah. celebrating mm-hmm. the significant moments and relationships and stories of people's lives and like recognizing that everyone is worth celebrating. Everyone has um, unique aspects to them that should be highlighted and celebrated. And I want to do that with employees and with customers yeah. and um, celebrate their stories and, um, like that's a, a huge value of mine when I op- run a bakery. It's like, I want to be present. I don't want to be mm-hmm. like in an offsite um, right. office or like selling it to Just somebody this, else. Like figurehead that like doesn't, exactly. isn't involved. Yeah. Right. And you can't like celebrate those things. Really. You can't know just again, like with the artists that I make cookies for, I can't like really celebrate who they are if I don't know them. Yeah. And if I don't put in the work to know that, um, and granted, I mean, yeah, I can only know enough about Harry Styles as I can Google or his, his <laughs> right, fans yeah. can, can tell me. Um, but with actual real life people that you have a relationship with, like you have to be there and you have to ask those questions and be yeah. curious. Um, so that that's, I don't have a very like a clear no, thing. No, I love that. I love that. All that's of my awesome. ambiguous I, thoughts. Scott, I'm in a leadership um, master's degree and I can mm-hmm. tell you right now, my leadership professor would be 
eating it up. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That response. Um, so yeah, for our final question, before we head into random questions, um, what would your advice be for someone that has a lot of passions, um, but isn't quite sure what to choose and like what one or two to kind of like combine and move forward with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that my roommate has said to me, um, or she had heard somewhere else, I think, um, in kind of considering like different paths or, or careers to choose or whatever. Um, she just said like, run at both doors and see which one God opens. And yeah. um, faith is also a big part of my life. And so I think, um, yeah, that's something that I try to impose on my personal values as well. But I think mm-hmm. um, that idea of just being like, let's just like run full steam ahead and like, what's see what happens. What's the worst that could happen. And I think also looking for those, those common threads in the passions that you do and in yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. again, like maybe I had absolutely no idea when I started this, when I was 11, like, Oh, like celebration would really be at the core of what I'm doing (laughs) here. Like you were just like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, cool. Cookies. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was like, exactly. awesome. Graphic design. This is so much easier than yeah. drawing. Cause I can trace things and yeah. cool musicians <laughs> right. and concerts. Those are fun. You yeah. Know, like I, um, I, I've just been seeing a lot as I've been doing more work on my business this last year in school, like how all of those passions came together. I'm like, I had no like plan for that. I wasn't again, wasn't going into it. And even now I'm not going into it being like, okay, like which of my passions, how can I like put these Absolutely. together? Um, natural. And right. But it's seeing those threads of like, what like lights your heart up and what brings you yeah. joy and not just in what you're actually doing. Cause I think we can get caught up in that, like the actual tangible logistics of what you're creating, but like, what's the heart behind it. And mm-hmm. even, I mean, like one of the most fun things when making cookies for people is seeing their reaction. And I remember being like, Oh, like that's my favorite part. And I was like, maybe that's actually bad because then I'm just like, Oh, I don't actually like giving people gifts. I just like the affirmation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I was like, wait, no, I do actually like giving gifts. It's not that I want them to smile at me. It's not, it's that I like actually like like the lighting. You want them to be happy. Yeah. Like to make people happy. Exactly. I love that. Right. But seeing, um, But like, again, those threads of seeing people just light up over something like, Mm -hmm. I could see that in my, in my personal life when I, Mm -hmm. you know, remember a small detail about someone or I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, I mean, even now with my cookies, I do that. I'll do um, personalized sets for people, which I don't Mm -hmm. do them a lot because it's crazy time consuming as well. But um, I'll create like each cookie is different. Um, and like a whole set will represent someone. So I did one for my roommate last year and did like a Harry Styles cutout and a quote of, um, Timothy Chalamet and mm-hmm. like mental health matters and her dog and her family and her tattoo or whatever. And like all of these things that make up who she is. And again, like she might look at one of those and be like, how did you even know about this or remember this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like that, you know, you see that in my cookies, but I think, it's, it's all the same kind of groundwork there of how I loved people. So yeah. I think look at what you love and how you love, I guess would be my, my suggestions. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Wow. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm so inspired. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. You. Now to really lighten the mood here. Um, 
for some yeah. things that nobody or everybody no cares, cares about, but nothing <laughs> doesn't matter at all. Um, okay. So who is your favorite first random question? Who is your favorite artist okay. slash band? And this can be okay. your favorite people or person you've made cookies for, or it can just be your favorite in general, or you can say both, mm-hmm. whatever you want. Cool. So. Oh man. That is a very hard question, especially for a Belmont student music fan, (laughs) all of the things. Um, But I will always say my day one, kind of a mouthful, but Gregory Allen Isakov, if y'all don't know of him, you need to know of him. He's this like beautiful folk musician, Mm -hmm. like kind Mm -hmm. of any vibes. There's one of his songs has been kind of going around TikTok recently, Um, but it's just beautiful. Like. I, it, I just feel so much peace listening to mm-hmm. him. Um, and I did make him cookies a few years ago and he like, he's such an interesting guy too. He like lives in Colorado and has a farm. So I like talked to him about mm-hmm. his farm and yeah, <laughs> like he tours on like during the winter when his farm isn't growing, running, yeah, <laughs> running. <laughs> happening. Um, so that that's definitely like my go-to answer because then if I have to pick another one I'm like oh I just right. get two in the too hard. Too hard. <laughs> yeah Love um that. yeah 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 that would probably be my my the two for one answer. same yes. well it's amazing that you got to make cookies for your favorite artist yeah um mine is I'm like every other bitch it's <laughs> Harry Styles. Harry Styles. <laughs> there it is yeah. um yeah I'm just I you of know course. and we all I, we already I can't say I was yeah. there from literally the first album Mm-hmm. of one direction so yeah Fair i didn't one. just hop on this train um but to be <laughs> like, like s- slightly less basic um which is not really much less basic um i've recently for the past couple of years kind of since college really liked Lauv. um mm-hmm. i just think he has good music and he's coming out with a single tomorrow so he was on my brain Fun. anyway alexis i know yours probably gonna be from like the 90s or the 80s or a long time ago <laughs> uh even further um (laughs) (laughs) no like the 70s um probably Mm -hmm. abba is like Mm -hmm. most consistent i have a very strange sense of taste in music um Mm -hmm. i have as my fiance says i have the um music taste of like a 56 year old woman Um, (laughs) so that entails like music from like the 70s even further back um, a lot of the nineties, but yeah, I would say probably ABBA. And then like current, I'd probably say I've loved Adele from like day one. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's pretty much like one of the only current artists I listen to. But. I like, for some reason, I'm an Adele hater. And like recently it's like changed, <laughs> but like, I like Adele's music. Why did I not know this? I don't know what time oh, in no. my life it was, but like there was a time in my life when Adele was really popular that I think I was like being relentlessly bullied. And so I just really associate Adele with like just bad, t- bad vibes. Oh no. But her re- recently, I'm like, she's really serving. Like she's a great person. She's hilarious. Absolutely. So I like her, but before um, I was can like, can I, can I say a really super embarrassing story? Please. Um, so, um, what Adele reminds me of when I listen to, especially, I think it was something like you. Um, in freshman year, Austin and I, that was my, fiance, my current fiance, um, <laughs> um, my fiance and I have been together like sort of since freshman year, but mm-hmm. of high school. Um, and we weren't technically dating and he like broke up with me. And I vividly remember sitting on the floor, 
but like we had, I didn't have, like, I don't think, I don't know if, no, I, I definitely had an iPod, but for some reason I thought it was more like dramatic to connect my headphones to my computer, but sit on the floor like where like, headphones like were connected to oh, yeah. the, the desk and I just yep. was like and our desk like our computer desk was in the living room so my stepdad <laughs> and my mom were just watching tv <laughs> as I'm like four like 10 feet away just like sobbing that's good on the that's floor good. listening to Adele and now we're engaged so everything worked out but I used to yeah, sob the um, True Friend by Hannah Montana because my friend moved away when I was younger. And I was like, literally, I would sit in my room and play it on my CD player and sob. So we're all, oh, we're yeah. all living the same life. Anyway, um, that's amazing, Alexis. Okay, so the next and final question of the episode is, what is your phone background right now? Hmm. Okay, I have kind of, I don't know. It's not that interesting. It's maybe a little bit disappointing. It's just blobs. It's that's, cute. That, though. That's it. I like it. It's the Very same cute. thing as my like app background mm-hmm. too. Cause mm-hmm. I, d- I just never really got the photo thing, like having but yeah. no offense if you do, but I just never really liked it. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, it feels too exclusive. <laughs> like yeah. I don't want like, <laughs> right. one friend to be like, Oh my gosh, like, why do you have that friend on your phone and not me? <laughs> and then it just like some of the apps you can't see as well. If you have like too yep. busy of a background. So I'm yep. just going to cycle through. Yeah, <laughs> me and empath sensing <laughs> so that you my don't friends like their feelings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, so yeah, I've I've cycled through some different blobs. It's usually always been something kind of ambiguously artistic. Probably, I think it was spiked from my like we heart it phase in oh, yeah. oh absolutely middle school. You know, mm-hmm. like where you scroll through like hours trying to find the best. Oh, phone screen. If you're testing them all out. You're like, okay, exactly. exactly. I just so, totally envisioned a story on the check your aesthetic, um, Instagram, just your blob picture. And then me as an empath and just no one will understand. <laughs> yes, it's like, it's like this episode out of context. <laughs> yes. I love it. I, I love that. Those TikToks that people that have, that people have been making of like this week's episode of euphoria out of context. They are so funny. I don't know if either of y'all watch Euphoria. It's the darkest show ever. You probably don't, but anyway. I have not watched it yet. I would not really recommend unless you were like really mentally stable. Anyway, my background (laughs) is Rue. You can't see her at all. There she goes. Cute. So cute. Yeah. Oh, it's precious. The Christmas tree is in the background of this picture, but I can't change it. And then my home screen is, let me see if I can, I need to like, everybody knows that I'm on dating apps. Like I don't need to be embarrassed about that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's, the ceiling of some building in Italy. I can't remember Ooh. which one because like all of that. them looked like that. So I don't remember which one it was. They literally mm-hmm. all looked the same. Alexis, I don't even Very know what nice. yours is. Um, I changed it recently. I mean, I always have, I've had this for years, the same like marble background because mm-hmm. yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I can't stand when like my apps are like, mm-hmm. I it just like, I don't know. Um, But I changed it recently to this. <laughs> is quote. it a picture of me? No. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Y'all must not be best friends then. No. <laughs> um, My feelings are really bad. Yeah. I changed it and I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like this quote is like kind of toxic. I don't know. I feel like I should change it. Um, but it says success doesn't come from what you do occasionally. It comes from what you do consistently. I don't think that's like toxic. That. Huh. No. That's not toxic. Except on TikTok. TikTok only comes from what (laughs) the success you only do occasionally. Literally. literally, TikTok is 
is the king of toxic. Love her, but yeah. she's. I saw I saw some TikTok today that was like, I have never seen an app that is so hated by its creators, and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, you're so right because it really is. I mean, it's just it requires oh so god. much dedication. That's just oh like my god. absolutely not possible. And then what's the reward? Oh, I know, and yeah. I like I found some TikTok success a while back and then like stopped posting for a while and then like started posting again. And they're like, Oh, welcome back. Here's 100 views, even though you have, yep. yes, enjoy. I'm like, yep. okay, mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, you guys. totally. Yep. Which I had so a video. Not sustainable. No, yeah, no, literally. No, no. I had a video a while ago when I like opened my iPad case oh my and God. I like, it was just like the stupidest video. I didn't like mean for it like, I don't even remember how, like, it was, it was right after text to speech came out and used text, text to speech. Yes. Yes. It was like, yes, I used text to speech and that was like pretty new, um, at the time, like Katie said, but, um, so many comments of like, cause I talked about my hands like two or three times and there's so many comments that I still get that are like, shut up about your hands. Literally. If you say (laughs) anything about your hands again, I'm going to kill you. Like, shut up. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. TikTok just. People are so mean. Yeah. Yeah. So mean. God, they're so mean. Okay. Well, anyway, after our tangent about TikTok, thank you, Emily, for coming on and spewing all of your knowledge. Um, Do you want to go ahead and plug yourself, tell everybody where they can find you on socials, your website, all that, all that. For sure. It is essentially just cooking in the kitchen everywhere. So at cooking in the kitchen on Instagram, my personal is just my name. So Emily Henniker. Um, my TikTok is cooking in the kitchen. My website is cookingthekitchen.com. My email is cookingthekitchen at gmail.com. Um, Simple. And you can find me on Facebook, but I Please ask don't. that you don't. <laughs> I never use it ever. I, I love it. Never check it. We so. will have all of your stuff linked to the show notes. So if anybody is curious, head there. And I would highly recommend checking it out because content yes, is great, definitely. especially TikTok even though Mm -hmm. she's the devil. Anyway, (laughs) thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. And then follow us on TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic and over on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast and our personal accounts, Katie Creative Co., Alexis Adams Aldrich and Cookie in the Kitchen. And we will talk to you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.